everyone. I'm Maya. And I'm Natasha. And this is Avocados, Avocados. And our topic for today is should people represent themselves in court? Yeah. So we're going to start doing this thing in our podcast where we begin by telling you guys how we actually came up with the topics that we talk about per episode. I mean, most of it is going to be based off of like trials that we saw ourselves, um, aka this episode, because we had this like three month long period of just like visiting state courts and the supreme court every single day almost yeah i think it was during last year so we wanted to get a lot of content from those cases that we can use yeah for the podcast yeah yeah so (laughs) so what we basically are talking about today is legal representation and we came up with this while we were in the supreme court watching this trial of this woman she her she hus- was suing an insurance company. Yeah, because her husband died on yeah, on a ship. He was working on a ship. And she didn't know what happened. And she was suing a insurance company for, I think, life insurance, mm-hmm. um, which she wasn't getting. It became like very apparent very quickly that she actually was there unrepresented. Mm-hmm. She she began like telling the judge the details of the... The case, yeah, the evidence yeah, of basically yeah. why he... And why it was not his fault and like what happened was that the defendant lawyer <laughs> he decided to chime in with his knowledge while this poor woman was going off begging for the judge to understand the case and the defendant lawyer was like actually you're not a girl so actually, everything that she said actually you can't put any of this into evidence exactly it was so insensitive though because like you could tell she's so emotional She's yeah, obviously no, like, she, she was like straight up begging the judge and she was so emotional about like her husband's You could tell that she was like very overwhelmed and was just trying to get out all her feelings as well as trying to prove like she needed some type of compensation for like this terrible yeah, like incident. Closure, right? Yeah, some type of closure. Yeah, so um another thing that the defendant lawyer did was that he accused her of having someone in yeah, yeah. telling her what to say. Which turned out to be wrong because she turned her camera around and stuff. I mean, I feel like how can you even say that about someone who's obviously... It's so random. Like, it's such a reach. But I guess what that's why people hate lawyers so much. <laughs> but that's besides the point. I mean, I feel like all the things that the defendant lawyer brought up, they were very valid to ask. And I feel like as insensitive as they were, like, any lawyer would... Try and put yeah, it's so it's a job. And if she had a lawyer representing her, the lawyer would ensure that she wasn't like bringing any of these things into suspicion. Yeah, because obviously, like I definitely think her case would have like has a lot of like feasibility, and like if she just had a lawyer with her yeah. to tell her what to say, what not to say, or someone to speak for her, she could definitely like go through the case much more smoothly yeah because she was also supposed to do some sort of paperwork oh yeah and that's paperwork that generally a lawyer does i forgot what it was but i think a lawyer is generally supposed to like type that out and like send it into the judge and Mm -hmm. since she had to do that and she was obviously unrepresented um the judge was like asking her like oh my god why are you unrepresented and she was like, oh, because I'm in India currently and my trial is in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't find the lawyer in Singapore to represent her. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like one of the reasons why people try and like represent themselves in trials. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know how to get in touch with a lawyer from the country where their trial is at. 
But the, the judge also seemed to give a solution for this. He suggested that she like emailed lawyers in Singapore or got a maritime lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I suppose that's just like one of the reasons, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting because like, after that case, I wanted to research like what type of legal aid she could have gotten. Yeah. Because we did research there's two different ways. You can go through legal aid schemes, yeah. or you go to the legal clinics. But for foreigners, you can go for specifically legal aid for foreigners. Really? Yeah, but there's only for... From what I've read, there's only some for migrant workers, domestic maids, foreign domestic workers. I feel like they're the ones that need the most. Yeah, they need the most. I mean, not the most, but like, they probably need it. Yeah, they're more targeted, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, especially in Singapore's community, like, some of our international audience may not know, but there's like, so many cases of like, domestic abuse and stuff and yeah. like people belittle, belittling <laughs> these foreign workers so yeah I'm oh, quite yeah. surprised by the fact that they aren't getting yeah as well as xenophobia basically in Singapore yeah but for her case specifically she would have to go to probably a legal clinic because if she can afford it um, she won't pass the legal aid scheme like the merit the merit and means test because so they were saying like you can like turn up unrepresented but you can go to a legal clinic yeah you can go to a legal clinic and ask then get for, legal advice yeah and then go to trial with the legal advice that you've gotten yeah basically wait so what's the difference from like going to a legal clinic getting advice before a trial and going unrepresented and having a lawyer represent you I mean, I, I guess when you go for legal consultation, like, they will prep you for the defense that they might say. And then during the court case, if something unexpected, they don't use that defense. Yeah. They can't, like, help you in the moment while you're in trial. So, like, unexpected scenarios, you won't be prepared for them? Yeah, and I guess as well as you mentioned, you know, the paperwork, they can't help you with that. Because it's all, like, volunteer lawyers or ex-lawyers. So they don't have any, like, legal... They, they cannot file any work legally for you they don't have the qualifications they don't have the qualifications yeah i suppose like the biggest thing would be like if something unexpected happens in court that's why people opt for like lawyers that have been in the industry for like decades yeah so they're like the most prepared when something unexpected happens yeah and there's even a bigger issue because if you go for let's say a legal clinic and i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure there's there's also this other thing for like people who have uh they have to go through like capital punishment death penalty mm-hmm. they can't choose what type of lawyers they get oh. so like for legal aid it's volun sorry legal clinics it's volunteer lawyers right yeah. and volunteer lawyers there's like you can have volunteer lawyers people who have who have been qualified to go for the singapore bar exam yeah but you can also have lawyers that are really experienced have already practiced law and maybe on a maternal leave and stuff like that oh. so you have like either people who are only like um, qualified for the Singapore bar exam or actually experienced lawyers so it's very hard to know who you're getting oh so you basically like just have to try your luck in that sense yeah and it's a 20 minute consultation if you're not going for the legal aid scheme so oh it's not that much time you can really have so the legal aid scheme only gives you like 20 minutes oh no the legal aid scheme you can do it how long you want as long as you pass the merit and means test what's that uh, merit test basically sees the feasibility of your case like oh. you go to trial and stuff like that can you win it mm-hmm. and the means test is basically your income 
you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you need to like have a certain income and lower to be eligible? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure how much. I think it depends, but I'm pretty sure they have guidelines on the Singapore Legal Aid website. Like you, you have to be someone of a low income. Oh yeah, earn less than according to the Legal Aid Bureau, it's less than ten thousand dollars. Legal Aid, no bueno. <laughs> Legal Aid Bureau, you have to get less than ten thousand, earn less than ten thousand dollars a year. Ten thousand. Less than ten thousand a year. A year? That's a year. actually like really little. So like. Yeah, less than a thousand dollars a year. But I mean, it's great that they're giving priority to people who can't afford like, it. Yeah, who aren't able to afford lawyers and stuff. Like this is pretty much made for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like death penalties and stuff like that's when you'd probably want to represent yourself the most because this is like your life on the line. That's true. And if true. somebody like messes it up for you, mm-hmm. that's gonna be like. A really big consequence. Yeah, because some people think that they can represent themselves better than lawyers. We researched on one case. It was called the One-Eyed Dragon. So this guy basically he killed his friend, a nightclub, a former nightclub owner. Oh. Yeah, okay. and he had his the his friend's wife and like kids tied up while he like murdered him. Oh my him. god! Yeah. Are you serious? They it watched? was. Yeah, it was really gruesome. That was so gross. And. Okay. He wanted to rep- represent himself in court because uh-huh. he said that like he does his lawyer wanted to do some type of like argument that he wasn't comfortable with or he didn't want. So okay. a statement from his lawyer. I don't think I'm getting it completely accurate, but yeah. it was like he said some people or some offenders believe that they should uh, put up an argument in court that lawyers think unfeasible. Uh-huh. So that's why. Oh, so he's basically saying that the guy wanted an argument that wasn't feasible, and that's why yeah. he got fired because he wouldn't do the yeah exactly feasible argument. But I feel like that's understandable. Like that is, I feel like if you really feel like you don't trust your lawyer, like why would you go ahead with them? That's true. Like you need the law. The whole point of having a lawyer is that they believe that you're innocent, so they're gonna work really hard for you. Oh my god! You know what that reminds me of. <laughs> That reminds no. me of Legally Blonde. <laughs> I love how you were just expecting me to say. You know, in Legally Blonde, um, oh, no. there's this one character. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but I've um, definitely watched this, it. Which is really gross, by the way. You need to watch Legally Blonde. No. But anyway, there's this one character called Brooke Shields, and she basically was like on trial for murdering her husband, oh. and she fired her lawyer because her lawyer didn't believe that didn't she believe. was innocent. innocent. Uh, okay. Yeah, so she employed Ellen Woods instead. <laughs> but those, that's like a... So that was a criminal case, right? Basically. She, yeah, that was a criminal case. And she basically fired her lawyer because she thought that... And she was right. That he didn't believe that she was um, innocent. Okay. And I feel like, like, especially when you're on trial for like killing someone if you have mm-hmm. a lawyer that you feel like doesn't believe that you should go out like in mm-hmm. like a free person yeah that you don't deserve the death penalty yeah then why would you like have them like i would much rather represent myself in such a situation but in reality <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no because i was researching on like the success because I've only gotten two cases yeah. where so 
there was this criminal case, the one-eyed dragon guy. He actually, even though he tried to represent himself, he still got hanged. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. <laughs> but, but I can understand why, because when he was presenting his case, he obviously did things that weren't in court manner. Like, when he thinks, when he thought that he, like, got a witness, like, caught them lying or something like that, uh-huh. he would wink to his wife yeah. while he was... Oh being, yeah, and it was, like, there were a lot of things in his case that obviously, like, he was so snobbish about. He would joke with the police officers that he was going to win. Something oh, my like that. God. So... a narcissist. So, it's a bit... <laughs> so, I guess in criminal cases, unless you really, like, have that passion to, like do really well and follow the system yeah i guess but there's also i found it that it's more of a success rate if it's like a family justice case a family justice i mean a (laughs) a family case (laughs) where it's like uh, at a family justice court like a divorce case i just thought of another movie reference (laughs) no i think my cousin Vinny when he turned up to court wearing like a really ugly suit my cousin yeah have you have you seen my cousin Vinny? no like it was basically about this guy who had just passed the bar exam and he had to represent these two guys who were on trial for murder it's on that and he kept no it's on i think it's on amazon prime and then he had to like represent these two people he had turned up in like an orange suit and stuff and then he kept getting like fined (laughs) because he wasn't like following court protocol and he was like swearing and stuff (laughs) oh i just realized you know i just realized daredevil this whole thing This whole podcast, Daredevil, in Daredevil, Matt Murdock and, like, Nelson basically had, like, a law firm called Nelson and Murdock, and they were, like, they basically offered legal aid to, like, anyone for free. That's not profitable. Yeah, it wasn't profitable at first, but once people saw that they were actually helping people, like... Oh, then it got them, like, a... It got them, yeah, it got them, like, uh, more people were coming in and more people were willing to pay that money. Yeah, because I think in Singapore they should have that except for like all cases. I feel like that's more of like pro bono though. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like most of the legal like advice that they offer is for free, right? Oh no, but they represented them for free as well. Oh, like yeah, in Singapore obviously (coughs) they don't do that. Yeah, that's true. That's why you have to get a lawyer to be there. That's true. Oh, if you saying before I decided to interrupt you with my my cousin Jenny Rapson. <laughs> I think you just don't have good taste. Okay, fine, whatever. That's why you watch Legally Blonde. <gasps> a lot of people are gonna be mad at you for that. I I'm think just saying that's like a classic. I think a lot of people about. agree with Daredevil more than. We're literally going off topic. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving back. So, uh, there's a lot of obvious pros and cons to self-representing. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest concern that people have, other than if they're able to present their case, yeah. is obviously um, the paperwork and the legal work around it. Because yeah. once your paperwork is not filed properly, your case is barely feasible because your judge won't see the paperwork. To be he, he literally will refuse to not look at it? Cause, yeah, because there's a certain format that they do like all the evidence, there's a certain format you f- submit everything in. Yeah. So you have to find out how that is. And you can only, if you're, let's say you go for a legal clinic, yeah. it's a 20 minute consultation, they won't help you in work. Oh. But if you ha- uh, have a low income, you go for legal aid scheme, probably they will help you in representation and everything. Okay. 
So I guess it is harder for people with reasons that aren't having a lower income yeah. to self-represent. I guess that's the issue that Singapore faces at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if everyone should just get a free lawyer then. <laughs> that. Should they though? Because I feel like they always need to have fair representation. At most, they should be able to do... I mean, I feel like a free lawyer would be like understandable for a lower income person. Like They shouldn't just get like free legal consultation maybe they should get like free like representation in court mm-hmm. but i guess that's just pro bono that, that companies yeah do. but that's true but there's also i think there's this thing called lasco where they give them a free lawyer in capital punishments because like you said there's like people with low income should be able to represent themselves but there's also like other ways that they can just do it for free Really? Yeah, like, unless it's capital punishment. So, like, death penalty or life imprisonment mm-hmm. in Singapore, they get a, immediately they get a free, law, a free lawyer under LASCO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good for them, I guess. Yeah, but it's very hard, I guess, if you don't have a low income. Yeah. And you're trying to find, you're trying to get a lawyer by, or get any sort of legal assistance by any means to self-represent. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, I don't think there's much cons to self-representing. Do you think there is? Other than the paperwork and the... Uh, I feel like they're very big parts of it, though. I feel like they can make or break your case if you have, like, really bad paperwork. Mm-hmm. But do you think... Because I think, like, it's fine as long as they're really passionate and they really want to represent themselves in court, then we should just let them. But do you think, like, it's bad because, let's say... Um, they could have gotten a better case if they just gotten a lawyer. Not only that, but I feel like passion can sometimes be like a lot. It can oh, be like yeah. like you're over passionate to the point where you cross the line. It could be. Yeah. You could end up giving a, like statements that are more related to like your emotions, like emotional. Yeah, like you know, like we're taught in SS, like social studies in school, in secondary school, that if like a person has a tone. Or like a very emotional tone. Oh, it's like they they become unreliable. Oh yeah, that's true. We've been taught yeah. that since. Like, yeah, like you, you people even get taught that in school. So I don't even know what will happen. Like once you're actually in court and you're like super emotional, you're like, oh my god, like this happened to me. Help me. Yeah, I feel like the judge won't think that you're credible, even though you probably have a good case. Yeah, because like going to trial and like having like justice served it's all about objectivity Mm -hmm. and if you're not able to show that in court like that gives like a really bad impression to the judge i feel yeah but that's really weird because like surprisingly like i said before like in cases of divorces or like um there was this one english woman yeah she won against her uh, husband uh, and was able to keep her father's estate that was like oh, worth a million yeah because it was a divorce case and it's like she knew the situation of her husband like the financial situation of her oh. husband so she can like debate it better than the lawyers because she said that her lawyers were not like very in tune with the case yeah. like they just gave it from like a surface level understanding of what the whole case was yeah I feel like it I feel like in that case, it depends on the case. Like, I, I totally forgot that, like, these type of cases existed yeah, where you, you actually have, like, a personal relation. That versus, like, being up against the government because you, like, for example, killed someone. Like, yeah. you, 
you are like way more in line in comparison to a lawyer when you yeah. have like a personal relationship with the person that you're up against. So I guess in civil matters where it's between like two disputing neighbors or two disputing parties that know each other, yeah. it's way more easier to just uh, say your case without becoming too emotional. Or maybe the emotional part is the good thing because it kind of relates back the reason why the case happened in the first place. I mean, maybe. It I really depends on how like the person is actually able to carry it out. Like, I mean, it's quite obvious that you have to do a lot of hard work in the mm-hmm. first place to even have um, a good case put across if you're representing mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, that brings up the point that like the possibility that you may like self because like let's say um, you're cross-examining a witness right yeah and they say something that is you hurtful think to your case. is hurtful to your case and maybe you think that you can rebut them in a way like for example a lot of people think that oh um, I got pressured uh, the police pressured this person into doing something or lying in their interview but in Singapore you can't really say that like it's not a good defense that people will bring up yeah I'm not sure why, but that's just how usually it is. So if you don't know about how certain defenses, like the viability of certain defenses... Oh, so in, like if you actually bring that point up in court as a way to defend yourself, like it won't be like taken. Yeah, and probably maybe they will even like go harder on you because they're trying to incriminate the police. Oh. So probably it can lead to you getting even more punishments than you started with. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure that's a thing in Singapore at least. Oh, oh my god. (laughs) You have to be very careful with what you say because, you know, I guess police, unless there's, you have like very defined proof, defined evidence that there was like police, um, there was like in the interviews or something in the police work had some errors, then you can't really say that. Everything in Singapore is basically any evidence. Oh, so if like the other, like, the other side makes a mistake or something, you won't be able to point that out. Yeah. You're trying to say. If, if you don't have evidence that supports a sudden new point that you're saying, yeah. then it will self-incriminate you because you don't have evidence against it. You never put that evidence through. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it's very hard to really self-represent unless you know how to like stay in line. You have to be a really good speaker, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you really have to think things through. And it's also gonna be better for if you know the person that you're up against personally yeah and you know if you suddenly end up having more charges onto you because you don't follow rules or you say something that's really out of line yeah that that, that's even worse for your case yeah okay but i think there's also really good things but it really depends on your case like we mentioned the pro bono services Mm -hmm. and all the legal aid schemes and everything but the legal aid bureau specifically, they only tackle on civil cases and then you have CLAS that tackles on criminal cases, mm-hmm. but not capital punishment. Right. So if you really want to like, if you're in going through something like the death penalty mm-hmm. and you're not of like low income, it's very hard for you to just like self-represent. Yeah. They will probably just give you free counsel and if that counsel is bad, you cannot choose on that grounds. Yeah. I feel like in that case, it's more of like a high-risk, high-reward thing. That's true, yeah. Like, if, you, if you're if you able to, like, portray yourself to be, like, innocent better because you yourself are, 
So it depends the skill, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're able to do that better, then it's amazing for you, I guess. Because it's coming straight from, like, the horse's mouth, right? That's true. But if you're not, because you're unaware of, like, how the legal system works, Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be, like, horrible for you. Yeah. I mean, lawyers study for, like, I don't know how many years to get these kind of things right, and you're just, like, going there off of, like, a few months of knowledge. That's true. Maybe even less than that, depending on your case how fast you get to trial yeah so i guess you have to be really lucky for something like that yeah and i think what's even like uh what you also have to include is that pre-legal like free legal counsel even though uh we said that like it's better to get free legal counsel mm-hmm. compared to self-represent yeah. a lot of people think like looking away from like just in the court like society wise mm-hmm. a lot of people think that taxpayers money fund basically free legal counsel and you're helping support criminals who they are actually guilty but because of the free legal counsel they get off at a lighter sentence something like that or like you're still helping people that are guilty by funding free legal aid that's interesting so i guess that's why the public dislikes um for your legal counsel I mean that's I mean, kind of presumptuous though to just be like why is my money being used for someone who's guilty yeah like, that's the thing that's why you have trials to see if, like, if the person is guilty or not you see when I researched this opinion this was on like said by government like people like lawyers themselves so Seriously? I think like actual people in society will be like it's fine if like taxpayers money is going to helping possibly innocent people yeah no get it's out like possibly innocent like that's such a a glass half empty way to look at it like oh my god what if the person is guilty and we're helping them get legal counsel like if the person was like automatically deemed to be guilty like why would they be going through the trials in the first place there's no point in having a court system if you're already presumed guilty yeah that's not justice then that's not fairness yeah i think it's really good that we discuss on like pre-legal aid because again a lot of people think that having a fair trial is just making sure that the person gets a lawyer but if the lawyer themselves don't give you a fair trial and think that you don't deserve having a fair trial then what's the point because like the whole law system is already very subjective yeah that's why like once people like for example like the menendez brothers like everybody knew that they had killed their parents it's just is the reasoning for like killing their parents good enough to give them a lighter sentence stuff like that like yeah. all these things are very subjective and they're highly dependent on how you put like your case your case across mm-hmm. and so i don't think that you know you should really risk it by going unrepresented because your lawyer would probably have like a way of like maybe like quote unquote like skewering the view mm-hmm. of yeah. like the people deciding how harder light of the sentence that you're getting singapore at least we don't have a jury so we just yeah, hope no, that the that judge can makes it like way more important like singapore yeah. has does not have a jury at all so yeah. you have one person to convince during your trial i think the least they can do is give you fair representation like, yeah exactly in that situation yeah yeah and especially the men the mendez brothers mendez. Men- <laughs> mendez. Men- menendez yeah i think it's just really I think I need to work on my English, but however, <laughs> the Mendes no. brothers, I think, but their lawyer was really good. Like, yeah, she was she very was. passionate. So imagine 
they couldn't they got only a slightly lighter sentence and they already had such a good lawyer yeah yeah imagine exactly. if they had like no lawyer that was gonna like represent them yeah exactly like if the if, and you could tell like the lawyer really believed in them like i watched their trial and like the way she puts things across is like incredibly like she really has a good command of the english language and yeah. the way she was and, like, like portraying them to be was i don't know i was very convinced by it at least personally yeah and can you imagine like especially the woman that we talked about at the start imagine she doesn't have that type of lawyer she won't get that type of like at least reassurance that her case was argued the best way possible yeah and some of the things that she was saying i don't know like if i entirely understood it as well it was a little bit like convoluted i would say yeah and i feel like if you're able to like put it more simply it would be more convincing for the judge to hear yeah so our final thing is basically saying like we should have like free legal counsel or some type of longer free legal consultation for anyone who does who wants to self-represent yeah or can't find a lawyer yeah yeah totally and i think that's all the time that we have for today so um thank you so much for listening to us if you have any like feedback or any questions feel free to email us and follow our instagram at abogados avocados and Mm -hmm. we'll see you guys next time all right bye-bye